Hello, and welcome to the Top of the Week podcast, a division of the College Heights Herald and Revolution 91.7. I'm Laurel Deppin. And I'm Rebecca Alvey. Today's top stories include vaping, police presence in residence halls, and a resurgence of mold. Every day this semester, WKU has received about 10 mold-related maintenance requests. The mold growth has been attributed to room temperature, excessive heat, aging systems in buildings, and the way in which dorm rooms are constructed. One student is receiving medical assistance back in his hometown of Louisville after experiencing numerous symptoms he attributes to mold. As some of you may remember, this is not the first case of mold at WKU. Last year, students were reporting health issues related to mold in their dorm rooms. The mold issue came to a head when all Minton Hall residents were evacuated for a thorough cleaning after excessive mold buildup was discovered. While representatives from Housing and Residential Life are trying to keep up with cleaning, Executive Director for Housing and Dining Mike Regal said mold is never really going away. A new program will place WKU police officers in dorms. Housing and Residence Life and the WKU Police Department are partnering for the program. It is meant to strengthen the relationship between students and officers. The officers will not be in dorms all the time, but would be able to check in at any time. A national push to ban e-cigarettes may have impacts on WKU's campus, where vaping is common. President Donald Trump is attempting to ban e-cigarettes following several deaths in six states related to pulmonary e-cigarette illnesses. Some WKU students feel the ban is premature, as concrete links between illnesses and vaping are not finalized. Others, however, see vaping as a personal health risk. Auditions for the television series Survivor were held in Bowling Green last week. One of our writers, Griffin Fletcher, is here with us, and he participated in the Survivor auditions. So Griffin, can you kind of tell us what was going through your head right before you started um, auditioning for Survivor? That's actually a good question, and I think that is what uh, more or less was most interesting to me because... To be quite honest with you, I, if you read the article, you know that I have never watched the show beyond maybe, I think I was probably a little kid when it first came out. My mom and dad might have watched it a little bit. I might have seen some some glimpses, but I never watched a full episode. So <laughs> honestly, hearing that Survivor auditions were in Bowling Green, it seemed like the weirdest thing in the world. Because to me, I didn't even know if the show was still living, but supposedly it's uh, breathing pretty well, pretty easy. So... I, I was at this thing, and admittedly, before the audition, though I didn't have any stake in the game, literally <laughs> just went to say I did it, you start getting competitive and a little bit nervous. Seriously, you get, it's almost like this instinct that's brought in you. You're like, how can I make sure that what I say up there looks good and impresses somebody and gets me called back? It becomes this very basic human human need to succeed and to, <laughs> to be well received. So it was super strange and I was certainly nervous before it all. I think I think once it gets literally in that room game time, kind of those nerves go away and things just happen as they will. But I can promise the minutes before were, were kind of stressful. I was kind of bugging a little bit. So what questions did they ask you? Wait, actually, can you ask me those questions? I can. Let me think real quick. Who are some survivors from the past that you kind of look up to? 
Well, I'm kind of like you. I can't really say. Well, the interview's over in that case. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, another one. How do you survive daily life? Very carefully. Could you give me some specifics? Um, I drink a lot of coffee. That helps get me through. Um, do you brew your own coffee? or? I do. I do. But uh, sometimes in the afternoon, I'll treat myself to a latte. Oh. What do you prefer? Do you When you drink your coffee, do you drink it black? I do. I take my coffee black. Um, I'm just joking around a little bit right there. But So you did audition. So what made you a good survivor? And why do you think they might give you a call back? Absolutely. Again, you get competitive and I got competitive. So I was pulling out all the stops. I wanted to seem as if I would be actually decent for the show. I'm not certain that I would be if any of the producers are listening to this podcast uh, I'm just kidding. But um, no, I I kind of went in and I said something. I think, oh, exactly. Exactly what I say in the article. I said, I'm a weird guy. It's just the truth. I'm strange. I do odd things. Um, I just thought that if you have a weird guy that's kind of strange, that maybe has some kind of appeal, looks a little crazy. My hair is all the way down my back. My parents hate it. Uh, my friends don't tell me it looks bad, but they think it. And... Uh, we don't think that griffin oh i don't know but i think that that was basically my response i said i think i'd be interesting for this show and i think people would like to see somebody who's never watched it seriously what how appealing how interesting do you think it would be to watch someone just kind of crash and burn (laughs) it's terrible to say but i think people like fresh people people like something new someone who's maybe in with more of the uh the style i don't know um so that was kind of my my appeal and of course you only get 90 seconds to say all of this so it's really strange you get into this point of do i brag on myself do i try to it's just tough because in normal life you would never do something like that but in this situation it's that is the object is to brag and to be a little bit of a jerk maybe so that was uh that was what was in my mind i imagine something like this would attract a lot of different type of people, a lot of characters. Did you meet any characters? Yes, I actually did. You guys won't believe it. There was this guy. I'm blanking on his name. What was it? Well, that part does it. It was uh, Pete Morgan. His name was Pete Morgan. He's from this place called Fulton, Kentucky, which is about three or so hours away. I didn't know that. But he actually is a politician. And what he was telling me is that hey, man, I'm actually not allowed to be here right now. (laughs) Basically, when the footage of the show, if he were to be selected, aired, he he would have already been out of office. But, of course, the show doesn't want somebody trying to promote themselves for a position such as that through the show. Mm. So with him being involved, he's always kind of been untouchable. However, he's tried in the past. He's uh, I don't entirely know how it works, but I believe there are little situations in which – People can play the game on a lower level in different states. They just have like these games, I guess, over the summer or something where people can compete. He's competed in multiple of these. He's won one of them, he said. So the guy was really, he was, he was kind of crazy. He was 63 years old. This guy's been watching for however long, and he's always loved the show. And uh, yeah, he, he was definitely a character. He had already prepped his speech. He was just a very likable guy. Uh, he was a politician again, so that maybe makes sense. But uh, <laughs> he he was just super cool, and I, I couldn't believe it. 
and as for what he did, I think he was like a tax assessor. So I don't, I don't know if he's like a governor or something or what. It's not like that. It's not that kind of politician. I'm quickly revealing that I don't know anything about politics. I apologize, but that, that's what he did. I appreciate the disclaimer there. Yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> but he was certainly a strange guy. It's just. It's so weird to kind of see how people get attached to something like this. Literally, a 63-year-old guy, that's like a grandpa for a lot of people. So in the event you get a call back, what's going through your mind? Oh, gosh. If I got a call back, for one thing, not to be goofy, but I would be thinking, oh, I have an opportunity to write another story. That's going to be great. Uh, I can kind of continue it. (laughs) Breaking the fourth wall here. Exactly. But uh, honestly... I'd be really interested because I think I'm the kind of person who maybe does better in more one-on-one situations. I think if someone got to meet me legitimately in a more intimate environment, I think they'd be kind of intrigued by me even more. (laughs) So I think I'd maybe, I would honestly feel more comfortable doing something like that. If I were to get through the first round, I think it'd be a lot of fun to kind of test my more or less your social skills to prove that you'd be a decent person on a reality TV show. I think, I think that'd be a lot of fun. You don't know Survivor, but what reality show do you think you would do well on? Jersey Shore. (laughs) (laughs) Can can you elaborate? (laughs) Oh man. Honestly, I was kind of kidding. I think uh, I think if I were on the Jersey Shore, though, I would just wait for people to do crazy stuff. And let's just be totally honest here, guys. There's a good chance that if I were on, the producers would be, like, planting stuff in my bed at night, just doing crazy things to freak me out and make me upset. They want that type of reaction. But if I were on the show, I would love to be the guy who just watched all the drama go down and start laughing. Uh, I just think it'd be hilarious. But being a little bit more serious, I got to... Talking about disclosure, I got kind of invested. I got kind of invested recently in this show called Bachelor in Paradise. I don't know if anybody out there has watched it, but it is phenomenal. Uh, admittedly, it's it's just very interesting to see all of these people. For me, it's weird because the whole objective of the show is to find love in like two weeks or whatever i'm the guy who sits on the couch and i scream at these people because they get so invested in these week-long relationships acting like they're these perfect things and you know it's all fake you know it's so goofy oh my gosh it's the craziest thing in the world but they're just it's just good old-fashioned entertainment you can watch it with your friends you can scream at the tv when kind of goofy stuff happens it is so much fun and i seriously seriously tell anybody who would maybe be interested to check it out and i i can't go without plugging this one person on the show that i really like admittedly i haven't seen the show in a little while so i'm hoping he's still on it the guy's name is john paul jones and he's an incredible incredible guy Uh, if you wanted to know how i would fare on bachelor in paradise imagine me as john paul jones a little bit a lot shorter and a lot uglier. That would be me on the show. So, well, uh, you think you would do well on Bachelor in Paradise? I just, think just I would wrap do it up. terrible oh. on Bachelor in Paradise. People would see me and they'd be like, "Why did this guy get invited?" And I would never be spoken to. But it'd be funny. It would be. Uh, it kind of have that element of. I don't even know how to say it. Almost like. Uh, 
Oh, oh, there's like a. Uh, oh, I don't know. What What are you saying? I would be comic relief. That is the truth. I would be comic relief in a very awkward, very strange, sometimes furiating way. Infuriating. Furiating is not a word. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us. And I really hope that you get a call back because I think that would be a great conclusion to this story. I agree. And thank you so much. I've had a good time. (laughs) (laughs) This has been a Top of the Week podcast, a division of the College Heights Herald and Revolution 91.7. Until next Wednesday, have a great week.